Welcome back to another episode of the Philosophical Podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Kristen. And before we jump into today's thought droppings, I want to take a moment to thank those of you who sent me feedback again. And a special thank you to my nephew. He's 15 years old, and I thought it was the coolest thing. And this this is probably meaning that I'm getting to be older than I want to admit. But he gave me a shout-out on his Instagram page, and... Instantly when I read it, I got butterflies and I had the biggest smile on my face because I know what Instagram and what social media means to kids that are younger in that that teenage years. And I am just so thankful that he did that. And it was unprovoked. It was out of the blue. So thank you. I, I really do appreciate it. And then for those of you who just give me constant feedback and let me know whether something's helping you or something I can improve on. Truthfully, any feedback is good feedback. It helps me be better and it helps me improve and ultimately take this podcast in the direction that I want it to go, which is to bring the most value to you, the people that listen. Uh, Today's episode, I want to talk about three lessons that exercise has taught me. Three lessons that I have learned over the course of the last five years getting into this physical and nutritional routine. And the first, the first lesson that it's taught me is that I am capable of change. Change is hard. Change is scary. Change is, you know, it brings in the unknown. Change is uncomfortable. But it's taught me that I am capable of change. And my goals aren't always concrete, but when I first started, my goal we've talked about before is my goal was to lose weight and eat better. That was the goal I had. I I didn't necessarily have a number in mind as far as how much weight I wanted to lose or how much muscle I wanted to build. I just, I needed to change. And over the course of time, my goals that I set for myself aren't concrete. So I went from losing weight and eating better. And after I lost that initial 50 pounds, I decided, hmm, I can do this. And I want to start building some muscle. So I started working out again. I started lifting more weights. And with time, I started building more muscle. And then that turns into being stronger, getting heavier lifts, Whatever my goals were, they constantly change. And now my goal is being a 30-year-old that has arthritis. My goal is to have the best physical fitness that is possible for me so I can live a healthy and relatively pain-free life. So that's my current goal right now. And the older I get, it's not so much about the max numbers. Yes, I do want to look good. And yes, I do want to feel good about myself, but the main goal I have for myself is to be as functional as possible. And I think that's something that I can carry on into my later years of life as I as I continue to grow and stick with it is just have a functional body. And knowing that I am capable of change has taught me to stop comparing myself to others. When I first started out, I would see pictures of guys that were further along than me and instantly I would compare myself to to them. Man, they got bigger biceps or their toner or they have the six pack, they're 
whatever the case may be, I would always compare. And now that I see those pictures, sure, there are times where I do get jealous or I do compare myself to them, but I know that I am capable of getting to that if I wanted to. And that's something that that mental that mental kick is something that's really benefited me from from this exercise and nutrition routine. And, it, and it's also given me the willpower to say no. It's given me the willpower to know that it's okay that if I if I pass on drinking or if I pass on going out to eat at a fast food restaurant that it's going to be okay. Whether it's a social outing or if it's knowing that I'm craving it, the power that I the power that I encompass in myself when I say no and I harness and I I know that I want something but I am also sacrificing tomorrow for what I want today. And now it's switched to where I know that I can sacrifice today so I can get that long-term gain. And that's, honestly, that's that's one of the greatest things that it's taught me is that, that discipline, that willpower. It's encouraged me to know that just in different situations in life, when I'm, when I'm feeling uncomfortable, knowing that I'm able to talk myself into or out of, whichever the case may be, but talk myself into doing something that it's uncomfortable because I have the willpower to say, well, just take the first step, go into it, and then from there, see what happens. And that's been a reoccurring theme on this this podcast is taking the next logical, easiest step. And honestly, that's the only way you can do it is one step at a time because the change didn't happen overnight for me. And I didn't realize I was capable of that change until I was able to reflect back. So just know your path is different than mine. Your goals are different than mine. So whatever the next logical step is for you to get you towards your fitness and nutrition goals or heck any goals in life for that matter is you have to take the next logical easiest step that you know you can complete. And that will lead me into the second lesson that I've learned from from exercise and in nutrition is the scale does not measure happiness. And the cliche phrase that that we hear is money doesn't make a person happy. But there's also that that saying that you don't see an unhappy person on a jet ski, which it's true. So the scale can make you unhappy and the scale very well could put you in a bad mood, but it's not going to make you happy. And it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic to where it can make you unhappy, but it certainly is not going to make you happy. The good thing about a scale is it can measure some progress, but we can't put too much value and we can't put too much, too much stock into what the scale tells us because along the way, when I was losing the weight, the nice thing about going from the 275 down to the 220 or that 50 pound range that I was losing is along the way, it, it gave me that measurable progress. But once I hit that bottom weight, once I hit that 220 and I sat there, I, I I knew that the number wasn't the reason that I was happy. The reason I was happy is because of the the discipline, the effort, the time, the commitment that I put into bettering myself over the course of those few months. And 
yes, the scale was there as a tool to measure, I guess, not even, I guess, physical progress. But realistically, once I got to that 220, my problems weren't fixed. I was still, I was happier than I was, but I was happier because of myself, not because of a piece of metal or a piece of glass or whatever your scale looks like. It That, that did not make me happy. I was happier because I did this. But I was also knew that I needed to change my goals because I, I didn't want to stop. It's like the NBA Finals are on right now and the Golden State Warriors have won, I don't know, three of the last four championships. But every time they win a championship or the New England Patriots, you don't see them say, okay, my job is done. No, what they do is they they work into the next year and they build off of the progress that they've already made and they, they try to challenge themselves even more to better themselves. And that's that's how I view it with, with the scale and with me losing the weight was it wasn't because I got there that I was happy and that I could quit. I got there and the next thing is now what? What is my next step? How do I better myself even more? And the scale was not the reason for it. The scale was just there because then I started challenging myself to lift weights and then I started keeping track of workouts or various various routines that I was doing, not necessarily max lifts at that point yet. But then ultimately it led me into wanting to better myself outside of the gym. So it wanted me to better myself to read more to listen to more audibles, to, heck, it even got me to where I am today. It it made me sign up for a, the ACE personal training certification course. And that's all stemmed from me. It didn't stem from the scale. And so the scale is not going to make you happy. Those five pounds that you lose are not going to make you happy. What's going to make you happy speaking from past experiences is what's going to make you happy is the fact that you put in the work and you put in the effort to better yourself and you prove to yourself that when you don't want to do something and you talk yourself into it that you are just as powerful rather than every time you try to talk yourself out of it you just succumb to that and you just say okay well I'll just sit here and I'll watch Netflix or I'll just relax because we've talked about in previous podcasts is the rapport we build with ourselves is just as important as the rapport we build with others. And the difference is, is you're always inside of your own head. So once you have a certain rapport built with yourself, it spills over into other areas of your life. And then the third thing that I've learned from, from fitness and nutrition is it takes patience. It's given me patience. It's given me the power to understand that Things do take time, and it's easy for me to reflect and to say, I didn't gain those 60, 70 pounds overnight. It took time. It took time of bad habits. It took it took me eating like crap. It took me not exercising. It took me just kind of being in escape mode over the course of multiple years to where I was willfully turning the other way 
not addressing the problems that I was having with myself. And it's taught me the patience that it's worth it. The patience of not expecting results tomorrow for a complex problem. And I think now we are starting to see with the Amazons and the clickbait titles and uh, like the two-day shipping or you can watch Netflix and not have commercials. I was I was having this conversation with with somebody the other day about how Netflix has changed the way kids watch TV. And we watch TV. So when I was a kid on on Saturdays, you know, the cartoon Saturdays with with commercials even, you quite literally if you didn't like what was on TV, you just didn't watch TV because you didn't like what was on there. So what did that make you do? That made you go play with your friends. That made you go play outside, play with toys, made you do something else. But you weren't going to watch TV. But now we have anything and everything ready at our fingertips. And I think that's spoiled the the patience aspect to know that when we want to go through a, a big physical change or a big mental change, that it's it's not going to happen overnight. And we've also talked about this before on this podcast is it's very rarely are you going to notice the progress from uh, today to yesterday. It's going to take looking back from June to May. It's going to take looking back from 2019 to 2018. And then that's where you see the reflection and that's where you see how far you've come and you, you build yourself up and you understand that you did this. I did this. We did this. But it didn't happen overnight. But that's what makes it so great. And it's taking it one meal at a time. It's taking it one day at a time. It's taking it one step at a time, but letting it compound over the course of days, weeks, months, years, into your lifetime to empower yourself to be a better person for the rest of your life, not just for the next two months, but to learn these healthy habits to pass along to your children so your children can pass it along to your grandchildren and learn these healthy habits to be a better person so you're happy, so you can be a better parent, so you can be a better spouse. So it takes patience. And it's it's knowing that if you put in the work and it's good enough, over the course of time, good things will come. There's also this analogy that I was thinking about the other day is an escape room. How typically you have 60 minutes to to get out of the escape room or to win, however you would phrase that. And along the way, you can find probably that one clue that, or the key or whatever, whatever the final thing is to get you out of the room in the first five minutes, and you can hit that kind of out-of-the-park home run. But if you found it in the first five minutes and you paid X amount of dollars to do it, at the end of it, you would feel cheated. Whereas if you followed each clue step-by-step, step, so you went from entering the room to clue one, and from clue one you deciphered that, and you built on to clue two, and then from there, three, four, five, six, all the way up until the end, and then you find the key with two minutes remaining, and you exit the room. The sense of accomplishment that you feel from that is far greater than if you would have found it in the first two minutes from dumb luck. 
And not only that, you also learned along the way, oh, well, I didn't know how to get to clue three before I was able to decipher clue two. So there's, there's proper steps along the way that lead to the end result that we're looking for. And life, life isn't set up with clues. I'm, you know, actually, maybe it is. Maybe it is every, everything that we take in, all the interactions that we have with others, you know, how we talk to ourselves or how we present ourselves. Maybe those are clues. And maybe when we look in the mirror and we don't like what we see, maybe that's a clue that we need to change something. But building off of these clues until you get to the final result or what you think the final result is, then you can build off of that final result. And it compounds over time to where you can be the best person that you can be and you can live a full, healthier, happier, more satisfying life. You can be fulfilled. You can start rather than being pessimistic and talking down to people, we can start talking people up and we can start being grateful. And that's why I think leading off this podcast with the gratitude is because I I truly am thankful. And I'm surprised that I'm five episodes into this podcast because I never thought I would be there. I mean, if I'm being completely honest with you, I never thought I would get five episodes done. But each episode, it becomes a little easier. And I know with a little patience that over the course of time, it's going to be a lot easier and it's going to become more of a normative for me. And on top of that, it's going to help me become a better person in the long run. It's going to help me become a better speaker. It's going to help me formulate my thoughts better. It's going to help me just communicate in general better. So patience is the third and final thing, not the final, but the third and final of this episode that it's taught me over the course of time. And with that, I think we're going to end it. I do want to thank you for listening. And a tip, and I I know this for myself because when when I listen to it back on the podcast, a tip for you guys is if the speaking is too slow because I know there are pause breaks, because I'm, I'm sitting here trying to gather my, my thoughts sometimes or try to pick certain words that lead me down the path that I want to go. But if it's a little too slow for you, if you play it on like a 1.25 speed or 1.5 speed, it seems to flow a little bit better. Um, otherwise, you can just keep it at the normal speed, whatever works best for you. But thank you for tuning in. And please, if you have any feedback, Send me an email, justin at philosophical.com. Send me a text. You know, just let me know. Any feedback is good feedback. So I appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you next time.